Ian's hopping your TARDIS. You're listening to another episode of Doctor... Huh? Huh? What? Doctor... What? what? Ex- excuse me? What? Doctor... Wait, what? I thought what? adding lanes... I thought adding what? lanes to what? the to freeway all of it? helped huh? relieve congestion. Why isn't it working? What What were they smoking when they wrote this? I bet it was car <laughs> exhaust. <laughs> I'm Jordan. Just one more lane. Just one more lane. Just one more lane. Just one more lane. I'm Sam, aka Kitty Cat Man. Oh, he's Kitty Cat, and he dance, 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 and he dance, dance, dance. Uh, this episode is aka Artolo Pollen. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I can't believe you didn't get to this one. I was gonna make this one. Artolo Nyanyan. Nyan-nyan? Ardal Ohanyan. Ardal Ohanyan. Ardal Ohanyan. Ardal Ohanyan. Well, that's fine. Mine mine only worked if his name was Ardal Ohandlin. <laughs> we're gonna start... This is gonna be like... We have to... We're walking a dangerous, fine line close to the edge of uh, of Oval Pothis Junction, so we better be careful with the cat puns. I don't uh, think about these things. I I've forget that Oval Pothis exists. I bullshit. Fuck you. I've been listening to your your zero to zero Catwoman episodes, and I think that you have the some. You got the brainworm, Sam. I literally I cannot emphasize enough. You we created in in HKIP Discord. We created an Oval Pothis quarantine channel for you, and I immediately <laughs> muted it. I forget that it exists. In. I'm not like you. You locked me in the Ovalpothis echo chamber. Okay, this <laughs> you is... locked yourself in. This is gridlocked. Series 3, episode 3. Gridlock, written um, by Russell T. Davies, directed by Richard Clark. First of all... Richard Clark. Before, I, mi- I think I missed the K at the end there. Richard, Richard Clark. Richard Clark. <laughs> Richard Clark. First of all, before we say anything else about this episode, get the fuck out of here, Battle of France score of Colas. This is now my new favorite Doctor Who episode that we have watched. Okay. I love this one. Um, I remember this one. It has a very strong premise, therefore it's stuck in my brain. And I have to say, uh, seeing the, not to like jump ahead of ourselves, not to, uh, the next time on revealed another episode I remembered. And then as I was exiting the, uh, the stream, I looked, I just took a peek at what other episodes were in season three. And I think this might be one of the best seasons of the show. So, uh, anytime you see season, series three, sorry, I get excited because I think this guy has some, has some good ones. Uh, how did you feel about grid lock? I hated it. Just kidding. <laughs> ah, shit. Ah, no. Oh, oh. No, I, I, have, I, no, I liked it a lot. It was really good. We're gonna have we're gonna have a, an episode one day, one of these days, where I'm gonna like it and you're gonna hate it. Or someday, something contentious will happen on this podcast somehow, some way. Maybe in in some twisted future, you and I might have an argument for the first time. I want to have an argument about Doctor Who, and I can't believe I just said that sentence. That's a disgusting <laughs> series of words to say. Oh, no. I, I and I, this is gonna this is surprising me to hear this coming out of my mouth. I think that Ranscore F. Colos is still my favorite, but I did like this episode a lot. It was really good. Um this is our our what, our second third time with Tenet, I think. Third? This is our second. third. We got Army of Ghosts, then uh right. Planet of the Dead last week. And, and now uh we've met another companion. This is Martha Jones. How do you feel about Martha? Um, so first of all, 
uh, the, she was in Army of Ghosts. Okay, but she was not Martha Jones in Army no, of Ghosts. No, she she was, was. Uh, the lady, I don't remember her name, but she got cybermanned uh, at uh, Torchwood. Apparently, the canonical explanation is that that is Martha's cousin. <laughs> or should I say, that was Martha's cousin. Because she's, she's like, fucking Doctor, dead. Doctor, I wish that my cousin was still alive. Well, I didn't know this, because uh, I watched our Patreon bonus episode episode uh, just earlier today, uh, The Invisible Enemy featuring Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor. There is apparently, I mean, you know, United Kingdom, not too big. There's apparently a lot of actors who just play characters on Doctor Who, like, Multiple five, times. six different times. Well, we know James Corden did um, that, and... I mean, I think about Columbo, there's a couple villains who, a couple actors who played like four or maybe five different villains on Columbo, so. Lauren maybe. has told me about this. Um, um, anyway, so, yeah, I I liked, this was a, a weird episode. Very weird. As a, I mean, well, yeah, this was a weird episode as a first encounter with Martha as a companion because she and the Doctor are separated for almost the whole thing. I kind of like that, though, because it gives her a, a, just a bit more agency. Because I think sometimes when you're near the Doctor, you get sucked into his vortex. Agency he... is an interesting way to describe her being kidnapped and then sitting in a car for 40 minutes. <laughs> well, she did. I remember she did something, but I don't remember what it was. She tells them to turn the car off. She tells them to turn the car off. That's what it was. So she did save the she day She does her part way. to fight global warming for sure every every companion has to do a minimum of one action per episode and if they yeah. don't then they that's like a, that's <laughs> gonna be what that's gonna be our this is like our bechdel test it's gonna be called the uh it's gonna be called the the yaz test and it's did the companion do anything <laughs> of like did the companion do anything to impact the plot in this and episode? apparently if the answer is no you get my favorite episode right yeah. colors <laughs> Well, you know, the other two, Graham and, uh, and, and... Right. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, was, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, they, they did stuff, uh, they put a guy in jail forever, and it was very ethical, but, but Martha turned off a car, um, and I think I what's, that, I think yeah. what's interesting about this episode for Martha is, and I think this is something about Doctor Who that I like as a whole, is that You've got all these different doctors with all these different companions. They come from different places, different circumstances. They're traveling with him for different reasons. So, you are you know, it's kind of the, like, just hit, hit two things together and see what comes out of it. I, I really liked this, this dynamic with Martha where she's kind of like, oh, God, what was I thinking coming here with this guy? And, of course, uh, we're, this is like... I think their first proper adventure together, it sounds like. Um, uh, I think you'll find that they've already met William Shakespeare. Mm, this is their second adventure together. <laughs> not to not to spoil things, but I did see uh, that HBO Max was like, oh, do you want the second episode, The Shakespeare Code, or the third episode, Gridlock? <laughs> and then he mentioned going back in time. So it's um, fun to see how their, uh, their relationships... Like how the companion and the doctor's relationship evolves over time. Yeah, I like. And every once in a while, they don't end up kissing, and that's always <laughs> nice when that doesn't happen. I liked that she that she was like, uh, I'm basically like a rebound. Like Rose, yeah. has, has just died in the <laughs> episode after Army of the Dead. I am told the, she's died in the manner of which she described in the episode we didn't watch. 
Martha uh, finds the, out that the place that they're going is somewhere that he took Rose before. And she's yeah, there's like, a, I remember on. vaguely the episode set in this one. It was uh, it was very much, you know, that meme that's like society if, I don't know, it's like society if they still sold cr- cookie crisp or whatever. Society uh, if the fast lane was open. Yeah, it's that's what this, that's what. They do still sell cookie crisp, by the way. Uh, sure. Society if some more cereal. Or, uh, they have that one too. Piss of oh, fuck. What's, like, the best cereal that got discontinued? Uh, it was the Lion King chocolate cereal with marshmallows. <laughs> it was the Yu-Gi-Oh! Exodia pieces cereal. Okay, yeah, sure, just ask me, I give you a correct answer, and then you just move past it. I, 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 I've never had that one, um, but I believe Okay, well, then was... you'll never know happiness. I'm sorry. Um, society... Don't apologize to me. Society of Bugles still fit on your fingers. Uh, i heard there's a rumor apparently that that um shut up no i seriously there's a rumor that they decrease the circumference of bugles because people would put them on their fingers and then bite their fingers while they were doing that are you sure that it's not that people have gotten older and bigger yes i know that so it's kind of a very funny mandela effect kind of thing where it's like is it possible for adults we made them bigger so you can put them on your fingers and i'm a little witch they made Magnum bugles for girthier, <laughs> girthier consumers. <laughs> All right, I want to start talking about this episode. Okay. Um, we get a we get a cold open here. Uh, we uh, here's a problem with this episode right off the bat. This episode is that is it, setting... it set my expectations and then didn't meet them. Uh, I suppose so. I don't know what, I mean, I guess the difference between you and me is I knew what happened vaguely. Here's what happens, is that we are, we get a news report from, from a lady called Sally Calypso reporting on a stack pile and carjackings. And we see these people who are like sitting in uh, what will turn out to be a flying car, but they look like American Gothic, the famous painting. Mm -hmm. And I said, aha. This is an episode about paintings come to life. Oh my god, what? <laughs> what? It's a, it's a fucking, it's American Gothic, don't I tell know me you what they, I know what they look like, but we saw in this episode that it was like zany characters in all these cars. I do love the idea that in your okay. mind you were like, we were going to see Mona Lisa stuck in traffic and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I will say, it when you don't know what's going on, at the beginning, it you don't really know what is... I mean, it when you don't know definitely. what's going on, you don't know what's going on. But, okay, it's the fact that the first characters we meet are American Gothic, and then the next person who's in one of these cars is Thomas Kincaid Brannan. I did notice that. I did think that was pretty funny. And then the couple who kidnap Martha are Cheen and Milo. So I was, like, trying to... I was, like, stretching my neurons, like... Is this like a Venus de Milo? Like, what's going on here? And then there's a guy in a suit with a bowler hat, and I was like, okay, well, that's the Rene Magritte with the apple on the face. Yeah, he's got an apple floating in front of his face the whole time. And And I was just, the whole episode, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to have to look up what all these other art references are. And then I get to the end, and it's only the American Gothic one. (laughs) It was just a little fun visual visual reference i guess it's just that we see so many different groups of people who all are like very visually distinct in weird different ways so i was like okay these must all be different references but it's literally just the first thing i was i was really thrown off by that it doesn't matter 
I had two issues that were pervasive for the whole episode. Number one, you were so sad saying, about these characters dying. It's so sad about these characters getting 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 got. Uh, oh yeah, they they. Uh, what happens in the opening is that the people, um, the American Gothic people, say we're going in the fast lane, and then the wife is like, "But there's only two of us." And then he goes, fuck off. And then he goes in there, and then they go, ah! And then they, they die. They're, they're, like, getting shook around. Uh, the the woman is, like, crying, and she's like, you you shouldn't have lied that there were only three of us. There's This is actually fucked up, though, because we later learn that this is another character's parents. And American Gothic oh. is actually a father and a daughter, so they fucked up. I say this as if I knew this. Lauren told me this, but then I immediately got very indignant about them not knowing. I didn't make that connection. Um, the here's my two problems. Number one, uh, this episode is set in New New York, and that is uh, that is unfortunately uh, copyright Futurama. No, they um, sidestepped it because this is actually New 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 New. Oh, he did make that joke. It was so zany. I so liked funny. it though. I thought I, it was funny uh, that it was like this is the fifteenth New York, but they just call it New New York. New, New York. I thought that was yeah. good. Eh. I was. It was okay. Uh, but I kind of feel second, like you don't like this episode. They worked so hard on it. <laughs> uh, so, but the other problem I have is, is is just a logistic issue. Sorry. Why are all these new New Yorkers have English English accents? Why are they doing that? And a lot can of... happen in five billion years. <laughs> five billion years later. So first, I like that you're first, like. Why are these the... new New Yorkers speaking in English accents and not? Why are there kitty cat men? Uh, I feel like the New kitty York cat men doesn't are... have kitty cat men. Uh, not yet. Not until the uh, the furry conquest of uh, of of nine hundred thousand nine hundred. 99 that's what i'm saying and in the year 4 billion <laughs> england the, will finally whale, take back the new world <laughs> the star whale arrives and they all get off and then they go to the undercity yeah a, f- a few british people fell off of starship uk and landed in the united states <laughs> the last remaining this survivors. is also a different planet for the record <laughs> elizabeth 12 elizabeth 12000 is there and she's got her cool mask on and the smilers get off and then they they take over okay we're on the tardis did we um, did we mention that the car gets cracked open and uh, they, they all literally die. die? Yeah, they all die. R.I.P. We're on the TARDIS. Um, the doctor is trying to set a destination for their trip. Uh, he says one trip, and that's all you're getting. I I'm assuming get this is something he said when they first met was that he was going to take her on one trip. But he's like, well, I guess one trip back in time and one trip forward in time could all be one trip that's fine she asks him if uh if they can go to his planet and he all he gets all you know kind of shuts shuts that shit down he doesn't yeah he's pretty evasive it. he's like oh it's amazing let's go somewhere else though i i i'm not sure but i kind of got the vibe that this might have been the first episode of post-revival doctor who to talk about him being the last time lord i i don't remember actually i, I really couldn't, couldn't i don't remember you. if it came up in the episodes that i watched back in the day yeah but. um i want to say because because it comes up of of why why can't he go back and i actually do think that it's i either 
it's like traumatic for him and he just doesn't want to go back. But I, I genuinely That it'll think... be weird him traveling back in time to hang out with all the other Gallifreyans knowing that yeah. they're all gonna die. <laughs> I, I I do think that there is a thing about the time war that like quantum blasted Gallifrey out of the universe. Or That's what I've no been assuming. Can, no one is can that go back there. It's got it's like a time like you... orb around it. Yeah, yeah. Something I... like that. Do, do you think, I guess I don't know, you might know the answer to this already. I've been wondering if the Time War is the movie with the Eighth Doctor, you know? Um, I don't, uh, I don't think it is. I think that, I think that the Is it time, just soft reboot? They decided soft, it between... I believe so. I think it was soft reboot. And I think at some point I've heard that there's like a special that is just about the time war at mm. some point. And it even has its own like special doctor, maybe. Uh, but, and it's he's me, played by <laughs> he's played by Conan O'Brien. No, it's me, in it. Oh, you? It's me, you in pl- it. You played the doctor without me knowing? You I never forgot. brought it up. Oh. <laughs> it was a while ago. Uh, I was like six. So it's uh, me, it? this is he decides he's gonna take a take uh Martha to New Earth. Uh, it's the year five billion, and this is where yeah he says it's like the fifteenth new New York, and then he says new 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 new, and he's very it's very funny. Um, and then they get out, and then Martha says, "Wait, Doctor, I wasn't listening. Where are we?" And more importantly, she says, "When are we?" Thank you. And then he tells her again what where they were. Thank you. Then we cut to a giant Elder Scrolls head in a jar. <laughs> I remember this boy talking I to a lady him. from Colonial Fucking Williamsburg, saying I... he has arrived. Find him before it's too late. And then the camera cuts to reveal that this is in fact a kitty cat lady. And then the camera I... cuts again to reveal that this kitty cat lady does in fact have a big gun. This is what I love about Doctor Who, and I'm not even making a joke here. Is that is that a big head talking to a, a like a like a Salem witch trial kitty cat lady holding a big cool gun and it's like in context because we're watching sci-fi we go uh-huh yes uh-huh and i remember i don't remember the kitty cat lady but i do remember the big head uh this is the face of beau we will see him other times obviously and uh this character it sounds like is is also a recurring character he is a recurring character um i believe his first appearance is in the second episode uh the, the first time travel episode with eccleston uh is if i remember correctly um and you can tell that him and you really? must have, I don't remember the You remember do you remember Moisturizer Skin Lady? That's you the thing remember, I remember okay. from the second He episode. is in that episode. He I is remember. In it. Okay. Yes. He's like an immortal big head. And he and you can tell from this episode that him and the doctor are like old friends. They know each uh. other. Uh, uh can I tell yeah. you my first of all, I do want to say uh Kitty Cat Lady never uses this gun. No, so. she just has it to deal with pirates in case they get Eat shit check off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about my experience with the face of Bo, and I had Lauren reassure me that this was nothing, uh-huh. because I was on Wikipedia. No, and don't do that. Well, here's what happened, is I just, like, without thinking, I just moused over the face of Bo. I think I wanted to see, like, oh, what's his picture? Like, did, maybe they show him in an older episode that I might be like, oh, that's fun. I moused over the face of Bo link, and mm-hmm. what popped up... For a split second, was a picture of the character that I know is Jack Harkness. Yeah, that's and I was like, what the fuck? And I just moved it? my mouse. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, and I had Lauren confirm this for me later that what happened was I moused over the face of Bo, and it 
it redirects to list of Doctor, Doctor Who, characters. Who characters. Yeah, it's something like but that. But I was like, uh, they because like toward the end of the episode, they're like the face of Bo's dark secret, and I was like, oh fuck, he's Jack Harkness. He's Jack Harkness, yeah. I uh, this is one of those situations where I I literally there's nothing I can say that doesn't doesn't you know incriminate a later plot development. So I will just simply hit you with it. You can tell me that the face of Bo is not Jack Harkness. The face of Bo is is not Jack Harkness. The face Wait. of Bo is not Jack Harkness. I, I, do you know the funny thing about the face of Bo is that he's not Jack Harkness? And I'm, and I'm not saying that as like a haha joke he is Jack Harkness. I'm telling you that the face of Bo is not Jack Harkness, and that's very confusing to me. Because you think he should be Jack Harkness? I think he should be Jack Harkness, but I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99% sure that the face of Bo is not Jack Harkness. I'm confused. Let's keep You'll moving. watch an episode one day that will, and I'll explain to you why it's confusing. Anyways. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, so Martha is talking about how these, this is the slums of New New York and it sucks ass and it's like, why did you bring me here? This place is terrible. Uh, we see, uh, Sally Calypso again on the TV and she says, uh, amazing news. We opened 15 new lanes on the new New Jersey Expressway. So did, everything's uh, going to be fine now. Did you get the vibe that Sally Calypso is like a Mr. New Vegas type artificial person? Do you think that there's a real Sally Calypso? I... I didn't really think about it. I, I think that that is what's going on, but it, it just, I feel like it doesn't, I mean, I guess it does matter for a very important reason later, but it, it didn't, it didn't really occur to me one yeah. way or the other at the time. Um, but we, they show a little, a little video clip of the, of the good part of New Earth. And right. the doctor's like, ah, that's what I remember from last time I was here. And Martha's like, did you bring Rose here? He's like, did you bring yeah. your ex here? And she's like, yeah. for fuck's sake, dude. She's not happy about it. Um, this is the part of the, this is the weakest part of the episode. It's a part that if I was doing a script doctor, I would just whole, I would just completely cut this part out. It's absolutely fucking useless. It's so dumb. It comes back up in the dumbest way later, but did not have to. This dude opens up his, uh, his shop window and he's like, happy, 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 want to buy some happy. And then there's like anger, get your anger here. Mellow makes you feel all bendy and soft. Come get your mellow. So first of all, so they're selling like patches that give you emotions. I don't understand why anyone would buy any patch that isn't happy, mellow, or sleepy. Why would you buy Dopey, any? Dopey, grumpy, yeah. sneezy. Is there like one that's just that's just like called depression? Because like why would why why what is angry here for? Why is why did these people are why are these people incapable of feeling anger when they're stu- literally honking and stuck in traffic for all of eternity? I don't Shouldn't know. Shouldn't that be the only it has emotion nothing that to they do have? with anything? Yeah, it's so dumb. I really hate it. Um, and I think the doctor is also like, like it would it would it feels like this was like cut from another episode that they're right. like oh we'll do an episode where like everyone is emotionless so they buy emotions like drugs that you know and then they're like oh well, we can't do that one and they're like okay we'll put that in gridlock. Right, and it's like, you would hope that this comes back up later, and it, like, kind of does, but in a way that could have easily have been replaced by literally anything else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we see a, a girl, she looks like, once once again, everybody in this episode is, like, zany characters, and this one looks like, a, you know, some kind of Victorian beggar woman or something, and she goes up to the vendor and says, One forget, please, my parents went on the motorway. It's also we get a little a little 
snapshot into like the specificity of these mood drugs because the the pharmacist woman is like hmm i'll give you a forget 43 for this one like what are you talking about (laughs) what are you saying that one's forget there's there's what there's more than 43 variants of forget (laughs) well this one is at least 43 yeah minimum 43 it starts at 43 and it goes up that's that's how many years of your parent your years old your parents are yeah so this girl is the daughter of the american gothic people how do you know that that i know that because she says my ma and pa died Uh, and then in the credits i saw ma and pa and i was like wait when did they show up and i googled the the ma actress's name and it was the lady from american gothic (laughs) i see uh, yeah, her parents went on the motorway, and they're never, ever, ever coming back. Before the doctor can get any more information from her, she sticks the forget patch on her neck. It's just like that episode of The Simpsons, and she forgets everything, and then she just smiles, and she goes... The doctor's like, where'd your parents go on the motorway? What was that about? And she goes, oh, that's nice. I I wouldn't, I would love to know what the point of the forget drug is. Like, why not get the happy... Because the forget, you're just gonna, she, like, what did it do to her? Because they're like, they're, your parents are on the motorway, right? And she's just like, the motorway? Oh, oh I don't know. It my sounds parents great, are on though. the motorway. Like, yeah, why is anything besides happy and sleepy exist? This is what she's I'm gonna, saying. She's gonna go, like, back to her place, uh, except she's not, because she doesn't know where it is. She's just gonna, like, walk into a wall thinking that she can walk through it because she forgot that walls are solid, and then she's gonna starve to death because she's Well, no, she no, no, she to took, eat. she took Forget 43. It only makes you forget Ma and Pa. <laughs> I guess so, and what the motorway is. Right. Uh, but, yeah, then two people with guns run in and grab Martha. I love uh, how suddenly two armed dudes it's completely out of nowhere they appear they grab martha they say nice companion we're gonna endanger her by kidnapping her and but they they say sorry 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 it's not our fault we don't want to do this sorry three people we need three we need three we need three uh and then they just run they like lock a door behind them and run they like put her in a in a flying van they put the sleep drug on her neck uh the doctor, like, tries to chase after them, but they get away. Uh, the woman checks Martha's pulse and says she's fine. I'm glad that's they... a thing you might need to check when you apply the sleep patches if I didn't, if you didn't kill them. <laughs> uh, the man, uh, this is Cheen and Milo. Milo, uh, radios the lane management, whatever. Uh, we got three passengers, and they're, like, granting access to fast lane, and then they kiss about it, so Punchy. we know that they're married. The doctor hates drugs. Right. He's very angry about the fact that they're selling drugs. And well, you no know wonder what's... he hates them. He he doesn't need them. He's already angry. <laughs> He's so angry. He's like, So so uh, they explain that uh, Martha is on the motorway now, and now that she's on the motorway... They being just, the pharmacists. The pharmacists are like, well, you'll never see her again. Just give up and take this happy patch, because she's never coming back. Um, everyone goes to the motorway, they say. They all go to the motorway in the end. And then they, it's explained... They ex- this is where they yeah, explain the, three the thing with three people is it's a fuel-saving measure... Uh, you Why can is there only a, get priority me, in the fast lane if you have three me, adult passengers. Me. I'm Jeremy Cinemasins right now. Uh-huh. Why in an episode that a character says they have self-replicating fuel are there fuel-saving measures? 
Well, see, this is the thing, is that we will ultimately learn why this policy exists, and basically the reason for it, without getting too into it right now, is that it's a policy that really is supposed to keep them out of the fast lane altogether. So the fuel-saving measure thing, that's just an excuse, it's a lie. What they're thinking when they put this policy in place is, no one's going to be able to get into the fast lane. And there's no a one's reason that they don't want anyone people. in the fast lane that we'll get to. But the policy, if the whole point of it is to keep people from being able to get into the fast lane, it's it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and also people have children in their cars in this in this episode. Right, because so I feel, I feel like, like eventually the thought was supposed to be like, well, all the families are going to get in the car, and the kids won't be able to count like three fast lane because they have to be three adults. And as we yeah. all know, kids don't get older. They never get older. And the, and the good thing is eventually you will reach your destination, and you won't need to take the fast lane after that. Sure. Um. So the doctor's like, when I'm coming back, he gets angry, angry mode, uh, which, which he likes to do. Ah, he always he gets very teethy when he gets angry. <laughs> he always is kind of gnashing at him. Um, it's a, it's an acting decision. Hello, father. When I come back, he goes Barty Crouch mode. Remember that? Remember that performance? What did you think of that? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that about? was David Tennant. Uh, Why did he do that? Anyways, yeah, it's a really bad movie. He tells based them drugs. Really are, bad book. Drugs are bad, and that they shouldn't sell drugs. And then he says, "Shut this street down, um, <laughs> or I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna fucking kill every one of you." Yeah, <laughs> it's like when is there like a thing in the in the in in the Bible where like Jesus knocks over a table of gold or something? That's kind of what the basically the doctor. Are you talking about the part where Jesus uh, finds uh, some people selling drugs and then he pulls out dual wielding Uzis and he. <laughs> He just spins as he fires, and he just fills you know, them all full You know, actually, of there is a moment in this episode where Martha compares uh, the Doctor to, to Jesus and God, actually, now that I think about <laughs> it, huh? So Martha wakes up. She hears uh, Cheen and Milo talking about how amazing it's going to be when they get to their destination. She grabs the gun, and I'm in my notes like, why did they leave the gun there? And she pulls the gun on them, and then they're like, oh, it's not a real gun. And uh, and I say oh, okay, backspace. Back, uh, your back, inner back, your inner Jeremy uh, is is speaking to you there. Yeah, it's not real. You can't get a gun, and you can get you can get legal uh, d- drug question marks, but you can't get a gun. Um, I like that that Cheen is like even if that was a real gun, I wouldn't have known how to use it. And Martha's like, yeah, I guess yeah, I wouldn't. Do this. <laughs> I always like when when TV shows are like, yeah, you know, guns aren't like they don't, you know. It's not always it's it's not always the easiest thing to use, is it? So I mean, I don't yeah, know they all introduce themselves. Uh, Gene and Milo again apologize. They're like, "Sorry, we we really needed the fast lane. I'll drop you off as soon as we land." And then she like leans her head sideways to show that she's wearing an honesty patch. Oh come on, get out of here! What is what? What is it? Why in the future is emotions and sincerity no longer exist? I just don't get it. It just it doesn't no it doesn't feel like it comes from anything. It doesn't play into anything. It's really dumb. It, again, I honestly think it's an idea that was not supposed to be used for this episode. They are they started in Pharmacy Town, which is a Mad Max ass name for a place. <laughs> uh, even though I know this came before Fury Road, but still. Um, and they're going to Brooklyn. I mean, because I don't think this came before Mad Max. I don't know what Mad Max. If Mad Max had like Gas Town and Piss Town and 
Tree Town and stuff like that. I you do know. know that Mad Max is much older than Fury Road, though, right? I know Mad Max is much older than Fury Road, but I haven't seen those two movies, so I can't vouch for all the towns. Okay, that's fine. I haven't seen any of them. There's only one place in, in Mad Max Fury Road that even has town in the name, and it's Gas Town, so I don't well, know. I haven't even seen what it, so I don't even know why it's I, why I initiated this conversation. You don't, I know you don't like movies, but it is a good one. A lot of big I've cars. I've heard it. Vroom, I'm watch it. Vroom. I'm I promise I'll watch it. Uh, they're going to go up to Brooklyn where the air is nice and clean. No stinky, stinky cars. Um, right, because we, we should say at this point that uh, Martha looks out the window. Oh, yeah, that's the, the just, premise of this that we forgot to bring up. It's just impenetrable, greenish, grayish, brownish, just nothing. And she's like, why Why can't we see anything? Is the window dirty? And they're like, no, it's just exhaust. I do appreciate how long this episode holds its cards to its chest about, like, what is going on. I always like when they do that. I mean, it's pretty obvious in, in the, like, the episode title and... and Well, I don't know. I saw, I've, I've watched this episode. Was it, was it obvious to you kind of what was going on when they, um, when they said it? Or did it wait till the doctor, like, gets, you get the reveal when the doctor walks out and he sees the thing? Well, no, I don't think I really quite understood what was going on until, uh, it's, I mean, it is actually right here, uh, where, Martha, by the way, rips off Cheen's, uh, honesty patch and is like, you can't wear that if you're pregnant. We didn't mention that she says that they're, they, they had to leave pharmacy town because she's pregnant. Uh, so Milo says, look, we're going as fast as we can. Once we get off the fast lane, it's just 10 miles, so it'll only be like six years. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, and that no. was when I said, ah, Big oh, that's why it's called episode. gridlock. Yeah. It's like the eternal traffic jam. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the jam, man. That's a Disco Elysium reference. So the doctor, he gets through the door that they ran through. And he walks out into the exhaust and he's like hacking his lungs off. Yeah, he's being poisoned by the and exhaust. He he looks at the motorway and it's just it's just line after line in in three dimensions of just flying vans hovering perfectly still as far honking as the eye can other. see and honking at each other. They're they obviously are all wearing their anger patches because they wouldn't be angry without them. <laughs> um and but we gotta talk about star of of the episode, uh Catboy Arlo Hanlon, famous Dougal McGuire from the hit comedy show Father Ted. Um, this is in his era where he was trying to convince everyone that he wasn't Dougal before he went on <laughs> Taskmaster and proved that he actually was. Uh, so he, but he's looking. You know like, what's funny though? Yeah. Because when Arlo Hanlon was announced to be on Taskmaster, I did what anyone does when the Taskmaster lineup comes out, and I I checked because I was I was like, oh, I don't think I know this guy. And I, I did a Google search for him, and I'm looking at pictures search. of him, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Dougal from Father Ted. Oh, he was a kitty cat man in something. Okay. And then I just moved on. <laughs> uh, he's a homophobic The second I saw man. him in this, I was like, oh, shit, I knew that he was a kitty cat man. <laughs> I forgot. I like Ardalo Handlin. He's, 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 a, he's a good actor, I think. Um, and he's, he's here with his wife. Um, he calls, his wife he is calls, a human lady. His wife is a human lady, and she gave... We have to, I, I just, we can't beat around the bush here. Ardalo Handlin, Catboy's kitty cat wife, uh, gave birth to... She's not his kitty cat wife. 
his she human, his wife, human wife, wife gave birth to real actual kittens and i yes. i i it has been disturbing me ever since i saw it like well we do things a little differently deli- in the year she 5 delivered, billion. She delivered a litter, like, five healthy kittens, because she mm-hmm. drank John Arbuckle's <laughs> special shake. John's secret stuff. Uh, Arnold's, Arnold's special uh, special sauce, yeah. Yeah, um, so he, he of course, he's wearing, like, a mask and goggles because of the, of the exhaust when he's like, he's like, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? Get in! Uh, they let the doctor into their van, uh... He reveals he, that he is a kitty cat man. They give the doctor an uh, oxygen mask, which is very helpful. Uh, what's what's his, his his name is is uh, is Thomas Kincaid Brannon. Brannigan. Brannigan is what they call him. Uh, Brannigan is because no, no, they call him Bran. Bran. Is, uh, they don't add on a syllable to his name. I became the three eyed raven. Yeah, Bran and his d- ganger. And no, I'm just kidding. They took the Vader. Um, uh-huh. Bran Brannigan. I'm going to call him Brannigan. Uh, because everyone in this episode is a colorful character. He's dressed up like an old-timey, like, aviator, like a Red Baron-type ace pilot or something. With like a Oh, big... I'm sorry, you're right. It is Brannigan, not Brannon, is... my bad. Yeah, Brannigan. Um, they have, uh, they, they are, like, moving several feet, and they're like, wow, what a good day. We're oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife, Valerie, is like, oh, Bran, look, and, and, and he, uh, he's like, ooh, and he moves up. And they just go, stop, and he's like, 20 yards, what a good day it's been. And this is when, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, we're me and my wife Valerie and our kids, and then they pull back the curtain, and there's real adorable kittens in a basket, and I just thought, wow, they came out of that woman's vagina, that's yep. un- unpleasant to me. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, the doctor uh, asks, uh, oh, because, because Bran says, like, Oh yeah, they're children of the motorway. They were born right here in the van two months ago. And the doctor's like, oh my god, you've been driving for two months? And he says, do I look like a teenager? No, we've been driving for 12 years. <laughs> they're going to Battery Park. Or no, they, they came they're from They're driving Battery from Battery Park, Park. Which was five miles ago, so it took them 12 years to go five miles. Mm-hmm. Just one more lane, just one more lane. One more lane um, will do it, though. Uh the doctor is like, oh shit, I gotta get out. But this is such a funny detail is that like they drove up a few feet and now he like can't get back to the door. <laughs> it's Just, like right there. Yeah, it's when you miss your exit and now you're stuck on the motorway for all the eternity. Yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna say Arnold. Brand says that it'll be about six months till they get to the next stop. I do like this episode is sort of a a psychological horror. Oh yeah, traffic. the thought that they've like, been in this van for twelve yeah. years—that's fucking nightmare shit. This is a very, this is a, 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 a very pro um, tra- public transit episode. Do I want to see this episode. Of, what if it was they were all on a train that was just going around and around forever? Someone should make a movie about that. Someone make a movie. About Do you think that the reason that they introduced the the mood drugs is because that is the only conceivable way that these people wouldn't have all gone insane and like yes, crashed their but cars also and died? why do they have honesty and anger and 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 like why do they have a, oh we're this this we could be in this line for a couple decades better stock up on pissed off pills yeah <laughs> why, why are they is that like the discount one is that if happy's not available you're like well at least i'm feeling something besides <laughs> might boredom. as well be angry <laughs> might as well be honking and angry because it's my otherwise choice just be sitting there bored out of my mind we go uh, to Cheen, who gives Martha a dry cracker, and they talk about the fast lane. They explain, like, 
barely anyone can afford three passengers. I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, but they say the fast lane is pretty much empty. They say that you can go up to 30 miles an hour yowza, on the fast yowza. lane. And Martha's like, ooh, wow, imagine. I was literally thinking, like, you know, how far are they going? 15 miles? Something is that like what that. they said? Huh? Uh, I've ridden my bike 15 miles, so if you could just ride your bike... Once again, public transit and cycling are the way to go. Way of the okay, future. Well, um, well, you're going to have to fucking get a gas mask, idiot. Yeah. And, attention. and, and uh, anti-pinching vest. <laughs> so, uh, so Martha's like, how do you live in this van? Like, how is that possible if you if it's like out exhaust so you Please, can't get out? Like, tell what? me your sci-fi jargon, he says. And Sheen says, we've got self-replicating fuel. Muscle stimulants for exercise, which is a horrific detail. I really hated that one. And a chemical toilet that recycles our waste products into food. And Martha's just like, I'm going to put this cracker down. Yeah, you're eating a piss cracker, a piss and shit cracker. Uh, So Milo uh, is like, oh, there's a gap. We can go down to the next layer. One step closer to the fast lane. Uh, The doctor, meanwhile, he calls the NNYPD and gets put on hold, which is the same thing that happened to the American Gothic couple at the start. And what happens to, like, you know, when you try to actually call the police in real life, they they don't really do anything either. Um, The doctor uh, asks if he can call the Duke of Manhattan, who I'm assuming was in the 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 other episode. I would imagine. Yeah, and... and, uh, I think that Brannigan makes fun of him and says, like, oh, aren't you a fancy boy? <laughs> yeah, Val- Valerie says that the motorway is enclosed on all sides, so you cannot make outgoing calls. But you can call other cars if they're on your friends list. This made me so nervous when she said friends list, because, or when he said friends list, what Brannigan did. Because I was like, are they going to also, like, make it be a social media, like, everyone be on their phones kind of episode? No, that, that doesn't really outside, come up. Yeah. And also there's parts where they get called by strangers later, so. Right, so apparently you can call people on your friends list. Um, this is where Brannigan becomes homophobic, where he calls... He says he's calling the sisters. Oh yeah, I mean this is the year five billion. So he is. He says I'm an old fashioned cat. He's a very, very, he's a very, very. I don't like old when a person. I don't cat. like when a person like doesn't recognize a lesbian couple and says I'm old fashioned. They're sisters. Fuck off, dude. Yeah, they, um, but they I did call like this these... elderly lesbian couple the Cassinis. I did uh, like that. I can't remember. Did they not? Did they get married in their car? I can't. I, I feel I don't like think that was... we have that information. Yeah, but they they. Uh, they uh, are going to help out because one of them is a car spotter. This is how she passes the time is she just writes down every car that she sees enter the motorway. And Surely actually, it's basically the same cars all the time. <laughs> they all do look the same, but they have different like license plates. No, no, no. I mean, if if they are barely moving, like even if cars do enter the motorway from time to time, the cars around you are going to be the same cars for basically your whole life. <laughs> I guess that's why it would be so exciting if you see new ones enter. I guess so. New friends! But, well, this this seems bullshit because uh, Mrs. Cassini says that uh, 53 cars entered the motorway from Pharmacy Town in the last half hour. And one of them was going for the fast lanes. They're like, okay, that must be it. She gives the doctor the car's, like, number, the designation, whatever, 5-7-diamond, whatever. Um... So the doctor's like, oh, great, Bran, can we call them? But Bran says, no, any car that is designated for the fast lane is considered upper class, and we can't call them. 
You know, knowing what happens in the fast lane, I do appreciate that that's where all the upper class drivers go. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We should implement this in real life. So, uh, yeah, the casinos tell the taking, doctors. They're fucking taking the hyperloop. They're going to go yeah, in this stupid the stupid tunnel and their, their car is going to catch fire. Yeah. Uh, the Cassinis tell the doctor that the police are the only people who could help. So just keep trying. Uh, it's a real shame that this is before Angela Whitaker told him to hold zero. Who? Who? Angela Whitaker. Whitaker? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, this was, yeah, that was in a later season, right? Was it? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Because this is right after Rose. Yeah. That's what um, I was, That's why I said that. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Milo, we're back with Milo and Chin and Martha in the in the Fastmobile. Uh, they're getting close to the fast lane, but they hear the growling, inhuman sounds of uh, Ma, I mean, uh, Ma, I mean, uh, air vent. Um, and everyone. This is so weird, though, because Chin is like, it's the monster. They say that there's a monster in the fast lane that kills you and eats you. And Milo's like, no, it's just an urban legend. Those are I just the air vents. But like, why does Cheen want to bring her pregnant self into the fast lane then if she thinks that? <laughs> She's got the I guess it's like, if, well, if you don't go in the fast lane, then it's going to take you 30 years. So check I guess the other you have side to. Of her, uh, check the other side of her neck. She's got the listens to your idiot husband patch on. <laughs> God damn it. And, and speaking of idiot husband, every time, like, you hear... The monsters, you hear the crap rave playing, uh, you hear all the, like, horrible noises. He's, he's like, coming up with different things that it is, which, like, if you have to keep coming up with different things that the scary monster noises are, then you probably are just lying to yourself about no, the fact No, that's that just the air vents and the, the AC turned on and someone left a chain inside of it that keeps rattling. <laughs> Uh, and there's a tape recorder in it that says "You're next." And Martha actually makes a good point when he says that there's air. It's the sound of the air vents. Martha's like, "They can't be the air vents because the air. Look at it. It's <laughs> right? All there's smog. no fucking way there's that there's no, air there's circulation. There's no air vents happening. in here." And Milo's like, "No, I I think it is the air vents though." Uh, uh, we're, yeah, we're back with the doctor and Branigan. Oh yeah, sorry, I wrote Milo in my notes. It's Bran. Uh, I like, I, here's the thing I like, uh, the doctor says, Brannigan, I need you to take me to the fast lane, and Brannigan says, fuck no, and I'm not I like fucking that. do that, my I family like that this, is in this car, this why would I do willing, that? I feel like in later seasons, the doctor, if this is like Matt Smith doctor, Brannigan would salute him, and he'd say, I will <laughs> gladly sacrifice me and my wife and my kittens for your, for your friend, good, thank you sir, thank you professor, I love you, and he more, would do it. More horror shit though, the doctor calls the Cassinis again, and he's like, how long have you been on the motorway, by the way, and the driver Cassini is like, oh, we were some of the first, we got on this motorway 23 years ago. <laughs> And he's like, okay, have you ever seen a police car or an ambulance nah, or no, anything remotely, no, no. like, government-related? And they're like, no, no. Then the doctor just tries to, like, black pill Brannigan and his wife, where it's just like, all right, cool, I guess you, I guess you're just going in a circle, aren't you? Uh, this is not, you're never getting off. Uh, this is all a lie. You're just going to be on the motorway forever. And it doesn't work. They don't get blackpilled uh, because they are wearing optimism patches. And Valerie mm-hmm. tells him to shut up and stop talking about being sad. But then Sally Calypso comes up on the screen and don't says, everyone, sad. it's time I for like your daily scene. contemplation. This scene is a, this scene's a cool, I like this part. They also, Yeah, Sally they Calypso like, is like, 
we're we're so sorry about what you're all going through on the motorway right now. We're working on it. We're making more lanes. It'll happen. We're gonna we're gonna get you where you're going. And then everyone sings this like sad gospel song, the old rugged cross. They all cry. Martha it's really cries. Powerful. It made me. It was very emotional. I thought. I like. Did you it. cry? No. <laughs> you you fucking cry. <laughs> uh, did I tell you actually that uh, that Doctor Who is the first piece of media in my entire life that made me cry? You have told me that, but tell me yeah. again. Uh, is Doctor Who is the first piece of media in my entire life that made me cry? Is in the last really? Episode. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty embarrassing. Yikes! <laughs> Imagine crying over media. So Milo, Jean, and Martha get access to the fast lane. They zoom off. Woohoo! Thirty miles an hour. Uh, the doctor Never get killed. The doctor tells Bran and Valerie, uh, "Well, if you're not going to take me into the fast lane, then I'm going to get down there on my own." He leaves behind his coat and says, take good care of it. Janice Joplin gave me that, which I assume is a previous episode, but... I feel like, and I don't think this is true, but I do, I could imagine a bit where every time he says something like this, it changes the person who gave it. Oh, that could also be it. It would be uh, funny if he was just fucking lying. I, I love Speaking this Speaking of lying, sorry, though. hold on a second. I need to talk about something that made me mad. Okay. Uh, there is a line in this episode, specifically in this episode, where the doctor says to Martha, like, I am a liar and I keep lying to you. And that reminds me of the scene <laughs> in The Rebel Flesh where the doctor said, or it was in one of the Matt Smith, Smith it, it's Flesh and Stone. Flesh and Stone. Flesh and, Flesh and Stone. Stone where he said, if I was honest with you, or... Uh, what was he said? If I was honest with you, you wouldn't have to trust me. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. What a fucking yeah. shit! What a fucking shithead of not of him to not of of the doctor to lie because I think that's an interesting character trait. Uh, but of Matt Smith doctor to be like, you have to trust me because I'm always lying to you and I will never stop. What fuck you? <laughs> fuck that guy. I like something actually made me angry uh, watching this episode too. Yeah. Uh, I put this anger patch on my neck, and it's really pissed <laughs> it's the me only, off. It's the only way to make it work. It's It just puts the secret life of the American teenager directly <laughs> into your brain. I love this exchange here, though, where he, like, pops open the floor panel of the van, and he looks down at the van below them, and uh, Valerie's like, you can't do this. And he's like, if it's any consolation, Valerie, I'm having kittens right now. <laughs> what was that about? I I think that he maybe was saying that he was shitting his pants. <laughs> I don't think the doctor shits. Well, two hearts. Time, two hearts, no, no, no asshole. He just kind of, you know what it is? He expels waste in the form of quirkiness. That's, that's how he, he excretes is what he, he's, no, 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 That's him shitting. Two hearts, no assholes, can't lose. Uh, we then get a montage. But, so, so Bran is like, wow, this Martha must mean a real lot to you. And the doctor says, hardly know her. Better, better two episodes ago. Which is, I think that's, I think that's great though. I, there, there's a I lot like going on in that moment because he's like, he's like, I hardly know her, which is funny because it's like he's about to risk his life to save her. But it's also like, why is he doing that? Because he put her at incre- an incredible risk for no real good reason. Well, I like it because like the doctor, you know, he's done this so many times uh, with so many different people. So I feel like there's sort of an unwritten contract whenever he 
does this to a person where like he brings a person on the TARDIS, takes them on adventures. They always get fucking destroyed by it. <laughs> and he, he feels obligated to save them because he's totally his fault that they're there. So I don't know. I do like it. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like the, there's a, there's a lot in his, his motivation here that I yeah. like. Uh, we get a cut, uh, a, I almost said a cut scene. We get a, we get a montage. This, this part actually goes into a live action full motion video section. Bad, bad I think this DM, whole thing is pre rendered actually. Bad DM voice. We get a cut scene. Uh, it's set to like knock off a team music or something. It's like to adventure music of the doctor going from zany automobile of the doctor, like going from silly car to silly car. There's a car where there's like two nudists and they, they, they are nude and he goes, Oh geez. Ah, geez. Ah, my notes are so stupid because I was, I was, I mean, it just, it just shows you what the, what the vibe is here where it's like, he drops into a a bubble wrap car, then a Japanese they car. Miss, they missed the opportunity. Then a nudist car. They missed the opportunity. Then a red guy car. The funniest joke they could have possibly made, which is he drops into a car and it's full of like 45 clowns. Ugh. That would have been so funny. That would have been so damn fucking it, Russell funny. Davies. Fuck you. Uh, but that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, while he's sadly. passing through the Japanese car, he, uh, borrows, uh, a bandana to cover I his, see, fat, his I face. I see in your notes that you wrote red car, and I was like, what are you talking- No, there is a car where the inside of the car is just red. And yeah, the guy the is, like, bit. red- he's, like, painted <laughs> red. Why is there a red guy? What's this that about? Red, that's Red Man. And then he, like, he red drops man. into, like, he drops into, like, funny, like, bowler hat- I, I love boy. what he's doing here though because he he drops into the first car and he's like oh doing a survey how do you like the motorway uh i don't okay have a nice day and he he just keeps doing that with each car and then when he gets to the last one with the bowler hat man he's just like uh, can i have some water please <laughs> um are we back with uh are we back with with milo and sheen now yeah, they, they're trying to get to their exit, but all the exits are closed. So Milo's like, well, we'll just have to go around, and hopefully when we get back, they'll be open. We were just, expecting to be on here for years anyway. What a nightmare. I hate it. Um, uh, but then the, the monster thing growls again, and the car shakes from it. And they're like, that's definitely not the air vents. And Milo's he says like, it's the it fucking is. He says it's the hydraulics. I hate yeah. this guy. It's just the hydraulics, um, you stupid they call, idiots. They call another car. No, they get a like, call. They get a call from a, if I remember correctly, it was a lady, a kitty cat, and she's wearing like a cool leather jacket. And then, and then there's then like, like two like, girls in like white gowns. What was there? Yeah. I, I guess I guess the whole point is that like every car, it's like, you know when you're driving and you dr- have that moment where you're like, every, every car has a person in it and everyone is going <laughs> to their own destination yeah. right yeah it's like every one of these people is is in their own weird little tv show episode and, and they I, all have a backstory and, and this one is like the cool like greaser cat kitty cat ladies delivering these two vested like ve- uh what, what vestal virgins to the temple or something i, don't I know was what. actually kind of wondering if she kidnapped both of them and that was the implication <laughs> of her being know. in the in well, the leather jacket i mean unfortunately for them i believe they do like die immediately no it doesn't matter then so yeah the kitty cat lady calls them on the phone which again i guess it doesn't matter if you're on someone's friends list as long as you're in the fast lane and she's like 
She's like, you're in our way. You need to go up to the fast lane or we're going to fucking die. Or up from the fast lane, rather. Uh, and Milo's like, we can't. We only have permission to go down. And she's like, she's like, you don't fucking get it, do you? All the lanes are closed. They're never going to open. Can't you hear the fucking monster sounds? No, like, no, no. It's uh, just the I think you'll find my... that it's the vents. It's my rumbling tummy. I got to eat another piss cracker. But yeah, their car starts, uh, the kitty cat car starts getting knocked around and and the lady goes, it's got us. And Milo hears them screaming and, uh, rest in peace, I guess. And yeah, they're all dead. Uh, this is where the doctor meets Bowler Hat Man. Uh, I, I love where he, where the guy's like, are you some kind of criminal? And the doctor's like, I, I have, I can't, I have, can't think of a lie right now. Can I have some water, please? And the man, what does he say? He's like, well, I haven't lost my manners just yet or something like that. This is, yeah, this guy's polite guy is his manners. And if you're polite, you wear a bowler hat. And, a fancy and he does suit. also have like an office style water cooler with little cone cups. I like that. You know, if you're going to be in a, trapped in a car forever, at least you can have some nice cold water on demand. Right, but you know that that is piss. Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's the. I classic guess you could say the same beg- for all water. Yeah, all water is piss. Point. First of all, beggars can't be choosers. You know, if you're if it's no no water or piss water, what do you get? It's do? all piss water. It's all piss water. And you get right down to it. We're drinking. Uh, we're drinking uh, at any given time. You are drinking Julius Caesar's piss. That's right. So the man says that this is the last layer above the fast lane. And the doctor's like, okay, well, can you take us down? I'm looking for my friend. The guy says uh, the system would lock the wheel automatically. We wouldn't be able to get down there uh, because it's just the two of us. So the doctor's like, all right, well, then I'm going to drop down. He opens the floor panel and the guy's like, that's a thousand foot drop, you idiot. He also uh, sees, uh, he hears the roar of a big monster and he sees these like little lights that are that are visible through the smog mm-hmm. um and he you know this is uh this is our first use of the christmas the, special oh yeah doctor <laughs> the doctor's like i can't see it i've gotta i gotta use my sonic screwdriver here to to solve all my problems again mm-hmm. um he's gonna use it to like turn the vents on or something i think yeah, through the car's computer by Why the way that? he, a, he hacks into the vents and activates the vents and the smog starts to clear a little bit, but we don't see just yet, because uh, we first cut to uh, Bran's car, Bran's van, uh, where the ceiling gets cut open. And I love his line here where he's like, oh, just what we need, pirates. Cinnamon sins. Why, why are pirates a threat if there's no access to guns in this world? I guess he could just hit someone. Well, I mean, there are guns. They're uh, not real. Gene just work. said, I don't know where I would get a gun. It has a fake gun. Yeah. I guess you could still hit people. Yeah. Or you can cut, cut eight people in, a, in half with a sword with one swing. I mean, I it's don't the think ch- that there's no guns. I, I think, think that Sheen just can't get a gun. <laughs> he has a... Yeah, I guess fair enough. I, but Cinnamon Sin reverted. Um, thank you. The, 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 like... Kitty Cat the, Lady pops in. The New England widower on her widow's pier... Widow's Wharf, Kitty Cat Lady comes Widow's in. Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been Pavlovian conditioned to whenever someone says Widow's Whale, I have to repeat it. Like, I can't. Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale! So, yeah, it's it's the Kitty Cat Lady who the big head in a jar sent here. And uh, she's like, where's the doctor? This is where we see the vents start running. The exhaust starts to clear. 
the doctor sees these the the lights are actually the eyes of giant crab like creatures called macra do you know the the history of macra nope, i i I oh I this is one that I have to believe this was a this was an original but he literally said earlier well, they were like smart. This is this is a wild callback though because this is a callback to a serial from the second doctor. They have I, never appeared since. Are until you looking this. things up? Are you looking things up? You're not supposed to look things up. Well, I can tell you it doesn't matter because the serial is lost and we will <laughs> never watch it. <laughs> Uh, it's sad. That's sad. Um, it's kind of sucks that like a lot of things got lost before, uh, before like digital media existed or or any kind of physical media. And now we're living in an era where media is going to get lost because just like whoever put it up, took it down and didn't put it anywhere else. And, you know, I mean, I guess people save it, save it, but like there's going to be, I don't know, things are going to get lost that way because tax write-offs or whatever. Yep. Um, See, okay, when the doctor talks about the macra, I thought for a split second that they made this eternal traffic jam matrix style, <laughs> like the matrix. No, there's robots. no explanation whatsoever for why, why they're, they're here. Because, because he says like they used to keep people as slaves or whatever to because to they s- feed on like gas fumes, yeah, stinky smells and and smelly smells. So yeah, he he said that they used to be like the scourge of the galaxy, but now they're but just now like they've like mindless. devolved into just beasts. Is that implying that this is like carcinization? They just became as crabs through, <laughs> through evolution. He's sure, like, why not? He's like, wait, the macro used to be like eight feet tall and really sexy. Why are they crabs now? <laughs> what happened? They used to have huge swinging dicks, but now they don't. <laughs> they used to hang low. What happened to you guys? God oh, damn, that man. sucks. Um, now, we get a long series of shots as as other things are happening where Milo is doing the fanciest driving of his goddamn life, and he's doing it for, like, five minutes nonstop, dodging these I gotta say, these, he's a good driver, considering that presumably he's never driven before. Never driven before. before, right. He's been practicing in the... <laughs> remember your simulations, boys. So, yeah, the macro are, like, snipping at the car. Uh, he's, like, radioing for access to the layer above them to get away, uh, but they put him on hold again. See, this is what I mean about, like... <sighs> I guess no. I'll, I'll hold off on this for once. We actually know why this is all happening, but right. Uh, so Martha is like they probably are able to see us and hear us because the car is on. If you turn it off, they won't be able to see us. Milo does the macro a, stops snipping a, and growling. Is this a reference? Because Martha says that she saw this in a movie. Is this a reference to Jurassic Park? Or, no, she says a submarine thing. Yeah, she says she saw this in a submarine movie. I this has know. to be a reference to something. Whatever. Probably. Um, but they're going to die because Doctor Who. the uh, air conditioning is off, so they can't. Yeah, Milo says they've got maybe eight minutes of air before they suffocate from the exhaust. Um, oh, so... this is where this is where this next scene is where the doctor tells us that the macro used to be sexy and swing low and they were really good friends with the sea devils who were nice and cool. Um, <laughs> and then Prudence cat cat, cat, cat lady. Uh, I, you I, tried, dropped, I gave up. You tried to come up. up with a name and then you didn't. I tried to do a cat pun. It just didn't come. Prudence Mowski. I don't know. I, fuck this. <laughs> I give up. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm turning cat. off my recording. This episode's over. Her name is her name is Novice Haim. 
She she's uh, a, she's in another episode, but I don't remember. I mean, yeah, I vaguely he, remember. This is very it. funny though because she drops in. She's got her gun. She explains the gun is is for self defense in case pirates showed up. Don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm really upset that there was not a single instance of car pirates in this episode. They probably don't exist. Uh, but the Fair doctor enough. like. He's like, oh my god, he hugs her, novice Haim, and then he, like, pushes her away, right, and he's like, wait a minute, evil. last time I saw you, you were be- breeding humans for experimentation. And she's just like, I got better. <laughs> I'm really She nice says, now. I have been seeking forgiveness under his guidance. Sometimes. Which I guess is not meant to be cryptic if you know who the face of Bo is, but I did Sometimes all you need to be set down on the right path is some really good head. I was drinking water, but rest assured I wouldn't have laughed. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the doc- now that they have three people on their their car, they can go into the fast lane. Um, I guess he is also expecting fancy. But boy yeah, suit, to suit guy's die. like, oh no, I'm not fucking going down there. Right. Um, and then Haim- which then again, I was just like, it feels like everybody kind no, of knows know that, the that, that the fast lane, lane is where sucks. you die. Why would it be? Yeah, whatever. Um, and then before he can argue more, uh, before he can jump 1,000 feet down to his death to the crabs, um, Haim grabs onto him and teleports him up, uh, topside. Yes. And he's very, he's upset about it. And she says, sorry, I only had the power for one trip. Uh, we're in the over city now. He says, I would like to have a word with the Senate. And she says, we are in the Senate. And fucking, the Senate is ruled by skeletons! It's the fucking Nightmare of Mensis moment where there's just like a big room full of skeletons sitting there. Uh, the explanation ties it all back to that first... Spooky, scary skeletons It ties it back to, to the, the fucking house. moods. Uh, which is the face I made when this was explained. Oh my god, yeah, this emoji. is so fucking uh, stupid. She explains... Uh, the What's her name? Novice Haim? Haim, uh, yeah. Explains... He's like, what happened? And uh, she says, they all died. It only took, 24 years ago, a new mood came out. Bliss. And you're like, oh, okay, so they got addicted to this drug and it killed them all. No. <laughs> there was a mutation in the bliss compound and a virus formed. And because everybody on the surface was already on bliss, the bliss just tore through the whole population of New Earth, the entire planet, and killed everybody in seven minutes flat. The good news, though, is that the virus is extinct because everyone who had it died. And uh, because the the only people who survived were the people in the Undercity, which they sealed off to protect them from the bliss. I don't know why it had to be mood patches. It could have just been a virus. It could have been, been a space virus. virus. They could have just died of a space virus that came from outer space. This must have been some shit where it's like, oh, one of the Doctor Who, like, short stories. And they're like, oh, we're not going to get to make an episode about the Bliss virus. So let's just put it in Combine it with something else. Um, And and she says that she's like, well, we can't open up the Undercity, but we we protected them. We did all we could. Um, So, okay, the, the thing here is that New Earth is in quarantine. Because they didn't know that they were all going to fucking die instantly. Who rarely, so rarely the, do they know that? They put the planet into quarantine, and the quarantine is set to lift in a hundred years after they start it. And I think it's implied that they've been in quarantine for about 25 years. Yeah, so they actually know that it was 24 years, and that means that people were hopping on the motorway. Because remember, the the old lady said they were there 23, 23 years ago. 23 years, so, some of the first, yeah. So, like... 
somewhere in the span of 24 to uh, like a year after people started trying to drive topside. Yes. So the idea is the Senate realized they were dying. They did every, they like frantically put this plan in place, which I guess that's the one thing you could say is no wonder the plan sucks. They were all dying of a, <laughs> they were of like, a drug virus. And you know, this was like, all they had in seven minutes. It's like in schoolhouse rock, the, like how a bill becomes a law. The thing that they're, they're the law that gets passed is like something about a bridge or a stop sign or something. It's just in their dying moments. They're like, we got to build a big highway. We've got to <laughs> build lanes, a big highway lanes. now. So, okay. The, the explanation is, they, uh, it's not really spelled out in a lot of ways, but I think that what's going on here is they wanted everybody to feel hopeful. They, they knew that everyone would be able to survive because if they, if they get everyone, as many people as possible on the motorway, then they can power down most of the undercity, which if they didn't do that, it would have like collapsed into the ocean and everyone would have died. It's very much a let's 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 do something real bad to prevent something much worse from happening. Yes. And, and they, presumably in a hundred years or in what, seventy something years, seventy-six years, they could then The quarantine would lift, lift the quarantine. A yeah. distress signal would go out and people would come and save them, is the idea. Exactly. So the reason then that it's that it's supposed to be impossible to get to the fast lane is because seemingly they knew that the macro were down there. That's it, mac- macro? Macro, right? yeah. That the macro were down there. So they were like, we need people... We can't just say, like, nobody can use the fast lane because they're going to want to go down there and be like, oh, well, let's spread out and then there won't be as much traffic if I change lanes to the open lane. So they set a an automated policy to keep people from getting into the fast lane where they would then get destroyed by snippy crabs right except that they didn't because and this this plan by the way all, it relies on people having kids and living their entire lives in the cars it's a hundred year quarantine so anyone who has a kid the kid will eventually be old enough for them to get into the fast lane and then they will they drive just, down do to the fast lane inst- and then get killed by crabs it's population control is do people swap cars to keep the gene pool healthy? No. Do they do they do car incest or do they just not procreate? Well, hopefully they... it ha- I mean it hasn't been long enough for it to yeah, come. Yeah, this to problem that. hasn't eru- like that's the one thing about this episode. You know, they could have done people have been stuck in the traffic jam for 200 years or something, but they did they capped it off at a at a couple decades, which I think you know, still that's horrific. A horrific amount of time to be stuck in a traffic jam, but not long enough that that we have to ask these questions that are impossible to answer. And yet here we are. Uh, yeah, we're really. So we're yeah, really, I, the plan yeah. doesn't really make sense, even though it ultimately does work, just because the doctor happens to show up and save the day. You know, I guess that maybe the face of Bo is kind of counting on him eventually showing up. He always has a way of of appearing when you yeah, need I mean the to. doctor he's he's traveling all over for for as long as he can live that's so the, eventually that's he's going to show up here it's it's just like uh you know it's the monkeys and the typewriters eventually by the, <laughs> it's like infinite probab- uh, probability or improbability like just the doctor will statistically show up and fix your problem right because jo- the Jody Whitaker doctor shows up in the face of Bo is like oh i didn't think it would take you that long <laughs> now that russell davies has or now that uh, moffat has uncapped his uh his life expectancy forever uh now he will be able to do this for all of eternity and the face just... of Bo is like oh i'm so glad you finally showed up i'm surprised they let you be black 
<laughs> how many what what number are you and he's like he's like he's just like this is 55th doctor <laughs> oh i remember you the face of Bo. well hey i, I think I, I saw you I, like a couple hundred thousand years ago last i'm glad you showed up eventually and the doctor's like this was literally the last place and time that i haven't been <laughs> i've been fucking everywhere except for here and i've Sorry. been fucking everywhere yeah he's he's created lots of little little uh noble Queens. royal children yeah uh, uh, so, okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Haim, by the way, demonstrates by pulling a tab of bliss off of one of the skeletons, which is very funny to see. Uh, I like that it was on the person's skin, and then they died and became a skeleton, and it just slowly, over the years, sank down and then stuck onto the skeleton's neck. They're very sticky. Very, very sticky. Uh, yeah, so, she says, uh, we can't open the Undercity, there's is not it possible enough power. That, is it possible that Bliss instantly turns, ev- that Bliss virus just turned everyone into a skeleton right away? I mean, that would explain why the bus driver was so joyous in the last episode, because he became a skeleton, <laughs> that, and when, you, when maybe, you become a skeleton, you yeah. feel the ultimate bliss that that is the secret of doctor who there's nothing that feels better than turning into a skeleton and that's what the bliss patch did it just turns you, know, you into a skeleton real you know fast. when you come home after a day of work and you're and like oh thank god off. i can take my jeans off my shoes off Ugh. Weird. just imagine that but it's your skin this your is muscles like new, Ugh, get this that is off conspiracy theory. it's like the people Ugh. who say that every problem would be fixed if we blew up the moon my my new conspiracy is that we are being held back by everything besides our bones, and that our bones are being suffocated by by the rest <laughs> of us. And if we all became skeletons, let those things breathe. You know that? Have you ever seen the video with the uh, with the Earth, Wind, and Fire dancing skeletons? Like that's no. the future that I dream of when we all shed our our skin and our our muscles, and we just let our true forms experience oh the ultimate God. ecstasy. Please. So happy. Uh, that's why but... they're dancing. But the doctor says, you, you said we did all we could. Who's we? And then he hears a deep voice say, come here, doctor. I'm a cool bisexual doctor. And he runs Just in kidding. and he Ha-ha. says, the, the face, face of, of Bo. Bo. I just, this is the shit I love. And I, I just don't feel like we get this in. I just feel like old, like oh, I say old doctor. I guess this is old doctor here. This is like, you know, 10 something year, 10 plus years old. Uh, there's just so many, like, kooky creatures back in the, in the early, early post-revival. And yeah, I just don't think, this like, would it... have been, for the record, beep, 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 uh, 2007. I fucking love the face of Bo. He's a big, he's, he, what's the, what's the Power Rangers guy? The big, the big guy from Power Rangers? Oh, Zor- like a... oh Zordon. I actually, Zordon. I actually did. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't think of him because I did compare him to Zordon. <laughs> When I was talking to Lauren about this. Rangers. Rangers. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I, I like his, his reunion with the face of Bo. I don't know when they last saw each other, but he's like, oh my god, old friend, it's so good to see you. What happened to you? So, clearly he's not doing well. I don't really yeah, he's know like, what he's beautiful he normally looks and he's like. he's dying, yeah. Normally he just a, looks like a regular face. He's not, yeah, he's not wrinkly. He's, 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 uh, he looks young and, and healthy, but now he's old and wrinkly. Also, the face of Bo... Uh, probably for both practical and, uh, like, it's cool and interesting reasons. He doesn't, like, move his lips. When he talks, he talks, like, telepathically, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. But also, it probably yeah. made the face a lot easier to, uh, animate. Or not <laughs> animate. Like, just make a big face. Yeah. Uh, so, he explains, uh, that he wired himself into the mainframe of New Earth. Uh, his life force is what keeps the motorway and what little he can of the Undercity powered. Uh, this is where they explain the quarantine. 
It'll lift after 100 years, so they can't call for help. Uh, the doctor... Uh, they say they say something where uh, they're like, oh, we, we didn't choose to stay behind. And he's like, yes, you did. Like, you... You, you, this was very, very noble of you to like stay here for 24 years. Like, you, you didn't have to do this. You could have abandoned them and you didn't. So, yeah, it, I don't know. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, like you said, the situation that the people in the Undercity are in is horrific. But if they literally, if they didn't do this, they would all be dead. And like, this is, it is a way of just sort of like keeping them in a holding pattern. And also, when you think about this combined with the Sally Calypso like daily meditation where they're like, Oh, we're, we're so sorry you're going through this. It, it really like puts that in a new light that it's like, this is sort of, it's like a, it's like a message from the Senate that they're like, I'm sorry, we have to do this to you, but you're all going to get through this. And it also kind of feels in retrospect, like when they all sing their song and they all cry, like, it feels like it's like hopeful, but also kind of hopeless. Like they all know that they're not getting right. Out of that's this the motorway. thing that really like that's the really sad part about this is that it's very clear. Like that's when the doctor says you're all going in a circle, and and Valerie, uh, Valerie, Kitty wife, uh, uh, the wife of the kitty. Not she's not a kitty. Um, is like stop it with that. Like they all know they're never getting out. It's it's very sad. It's very uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. even even like they. I mean, I imagine that there's, like, families on here who are, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, grandpa in the van. Like, I'm not going to get to the destination, but maybe my grandkids will. It would be very funny if at the very end the doctor looks and he says, it's not about the destination. He winks at the camera. <laughs> it's about the journey. And everyone just starts pelting him with Boo! Boo! Fuck you! Uh, we go back to... Oh, and, and the face of Bo is, like, please, doctor... You have to think of some way to save them. Uh, so we go back to Milo, Chin, and Martha. They've got two minutes of air left. Uh, Martha is like, oh, I'm sure he'll think of something. Is this around the part where they compare the doctor to Jesus? She says, "You, almost, I believe her exact line is something like, you have your faith, faith in, oh, and, yeah. and it's like, you have your faith in prayer, and I have the doctor, which is just a fucking busted thing to say. And yeah. also a very good, uh, a very good, like, summary of the show's worldview. <laughs> You yeah. have your religion, and I've got the real, the real time. <laughs> who, by the way, we learned last episode that we watched that he was there for the resurrection, and he knows what really <laughs> happened. Wink, wink. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. So this is the part where, uh, uh, yeah, Chin is like, "Oh, are you two like a couple?" Martha's like, "No, like I don't really know how he feels about me. I think he just like doesn't want to be alone." Uh. This is Martha realizes like, oh my god, I didn't even tell my family I was going because it's like, oh, it's time travel. I, I'll be right back from their perspective. But if I die here, then it'll mean that five billion years ago I left and never came back. We and my and parents we, will you know, never know mom, what happened to me. My mom still hasn't gotten over what happened to my cousin when she got Bluetoothed. <laughs> so I have to come back. I have to. We can't deal with another loss. Uh, and then Milo's like, so who is this doctor anyway? And Martha's like, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Like, I've I've seen him do some amazing stuff, but, like, when I try to figure out, like, who he is, he just doesn't tell me anything. 
He dodges right. the question just like Mila's about to dodge a bunch of cool crab claws. Yay. Yay. But yeah, th- she's like, I don't know who he is, but I know that he's that he's amazing. We need to believe in him. We gotta turn the engine back on so we can breathe, and let's just start driving again. They start dodging snips again. The doctor sees a car activate in the in the fast lane. He's like, "Oh shit, that's Martha!" Yes, uh, he sends out a message. Yeah, I don't understand how he fixed this problem, and I wish they like this. I wish they had done something where like the doctor. I, I'm gonna be. This is Marty's our new segment script doctor. Um, and okay. here's how I would fix. Here's how I would do this if I was. I would like the doctor's solution to have something to do with all the drivers on the motorway. He like sends a message because he does do a thing where he yeah. Sends what a does message. he say? He's like, we don't need power. We, we have need people. People. So I thought it was gonna be like everybody rev them up or something. Like they all have to, and he has to like you know I'm gonna get you out of here. And then the macro will be like, oh, a feast. And then they'll eat and then they'll explode. Blow the walls up. But no, he just like, he says, we have, we don't need, I can't power, I can power the something, something, all the city needs is people, which is a reference to how he's going to fill the city with people when he opens up the motorway, which he just does by like plugging a switch in and pulling a lever. And I I hate to be that guy. I really do. I I genuinely don't love to be that guy, but I, I will be the guy. Why didn't? Why didn't they just do this before? They had 24 years to figure out that they could plug two things together. I'm reading the Wikipedia summary. Uh I'm reading the Wikipedia summary. The face of Bo wired himself to the system to keep the motorway operational, but could not unseal it himself. The doctor works with Haim to unseal the motorway. The face of Bo gives the last of his energy to the system, allowing the sealing of the motorway to open and freeing the motorists. Come on, Haim. You gotta apply yourself. You had 24 years to figure this out. So yeah, I guess the issue is that he could keep it powered, but that was all he could do, was he could just supply power. He couldn't interface with it in any way, I guess is the issue. Yeah, I don't know. All he could do is just pump energy into it. The doctor, though, is able to interface with the system and open up the ceiling. I think what it should have been is, like, he tells them all, they gotta drive up and they gotta rev their engines against the wall and by the power of their their horsepower, all push the big door open or something. Just something yeah, to get the... something. Like, it needs to be something where... Because he said, and I like it, that, you know, the value is with the people in the motorway. That's the, you know, the, the doctor... Life is something that he values more than anything else, and I just don't like that he solved the problem by by flipping a switch that they probably could have flipped 24 years ago and made this not happen, but Haim was being lazy. Well, 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 well. When he flips the switch, it doesn't work at first, and he's like, oh no! And then it works. And then it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, so. sometimes they really phone in the solution part Haim's of like, the problem. I tried flipping the switch, it didn't work. And he's like, well, did you try flipping it again? And she's like, what? Damn, it's literally, have you tried turning it off and on again? And yeah, it fucking it's, works. This is the thing, this is the thing. The reason that they were in the Undercity in the, on the motorway all these years is that they were just waiting for someone to come around with a sonic screwdriver that can do something vague <laughs> that solves the problem. Uh, it's a good thing that no one else has a sonic screwdriver. They would never need the doctor there. <laughs> So, Do you think the doctor like has an inte- like he has a monopoly on them for that reason so he can be a- he can be valuable to the universe like he I think oh fuck I feel like I remember there being a thing about like the sonic screwdriver factory exploded or something uh, I feel like there's something along that line so maybe the doctor did some <laughs> 
montage. So he's the only one with a sonic screwdriver. Because if there was other people had the... Why are we doing this? I'm. I feel. I feel like I'm stuck in a traffic jam of Doctor Who lore. I don't remember. I might have made that up. I don't know. I, but I made <laughs> okay. Me, I hope you did. But I'm I just guess like if making up didn't. Doctor Who lore that makes you angry on purpose. I'm like, did you know that? Uh, <laughs> did you know that the Doctor actually is the guy who created penicillin? Did you know that the Doctor? Shut um, up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So the face of Bo. He's like, all right. Now that you're here, Doctor, and you can pull the lever, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump my last little bit of energy in, and uh, the Doctor's like, "No, you're not gonna die, old friend, because you gotta see this." And then he pulls the lever, the ceiling opens up, everyone is like, oh, "The sun!" And they're like, "Oh my god!" They're all like laughing and crying. Uh, Bran and Valerie like put their little basket of kittens into the sunlight. <laughs> I can't with them. And then we see like kitty we cats see, love a sunbeam. Uh, we see the the Carcinis who were named that because they no Cassini. Sorry, Carcinis. <laughs> no, Carcini is uh, is the best Columbo villain of all time. That's why sure. it was on my brain. Uh, the Cassinis do like a life slug reaction moment. No, they don't kiss. They they just hold hands. They couldn't show kiss on TV. Yeah, they're married though. Uh, so the doctor. Uh, He's like he's like calling all the cars from the thing, and he's he like hijacks the Sally Calypso thing. He's like he's like everyone drive up right now. Uh, like you you can't see above you just yet. The the exhaust is still there, but just drive up. It'll be clear. Uh, every if everyone drives up, then everyone gets out. Uh, the 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 macras have grabbed Milo's car, but then he just drives so yeah he just goes goes, (laughs) it's it's a situation where you can get out of danger by going up uh i I don't don't remember what actually happened but i wrote in my notes everyone celebrates and declares the doctor officially epic (laughs) pretty much that they uh you know they're they're happy to be up uh they, I did notice that, that one of the last shots of the episode we get is people driving around the big city and i'm like guys Park your fucking well, car. They, they're gonna they're gonna pick apartments that they can live <laughs> in like, and park and get out. Like, All right, only a couple more hours till we can finally get out of the car. Hey, look, they, if you've been in a car for twenty three years, at that point you're like, oh my god, we we're out. Like it'll only be a few more days until we get there. All right. So the doctor, he's on the radio. He's like, the city of New New York is theirs, <laughs> and Bran. I want my coat back. And Bran, bring a broom to sweep up all the skeletons. <laughs> oh my god, though, this is so fucking funny. So first Milo tells, uh, 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 the doctor tells Milo, come to the Senate with Martha. Uh, Haim is like, doctor, and gets his attention and he looks over to see the face of Bo's tank is like cracking open. And then Martha ru- runs into the Senate and sees a decades-old skeleton on the ground and goes, Doctor? How long have I been down here? Martha, come on. Martha, Martha. Come on, Martha. He's not even wearing his iconic tennis shoes. You just see a skeleton with 3D glasses on it. (laughs) He didn't have those this week, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, So so the doctor's like, no, I'm not that ancient skeleton, Martha. (laughs) 
She walks into a museum with a mummy in it. Doctor? Doctor, no. No. Uh, no, sorry. That's a James Bond movie. My bad. Uh, the, the face uh. of Bo is out of his tank. He's, like, on the floor. The doctor's, like, kneeling with him. Uh, Haim says that he's dying, but the face of Bo is like, oh, it's nice to breathe air again. <laughs> It's got a bunch of car, old rotting corpse air with car, with a stink of car. But, <laughs> but you hey, know. it's got this this faint whiff of bliss that has a virus in it. When, okay, so if he wasn't in the tank the whole time, like when, did he become a big head before he got in the tank? Was I don't he a big know. Head? I don't know what this thing is. Was he a big head that just moved around by via rolling or something? He Or like the Prince of All Cosmos helped My roll him from guess. place to place? My guess, and obviously don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, and I it sounds like you might not know, but I don't know. I'm I got the vibe that like he didn't always live in a tank. He lives in a tank because he's old and he's dying and Haim has been taking care of him, and that's probably like life support goop from Kyle XY. Life support goop. But I just want to know how he became a big head. Or was he always a big I mean he is I the think face he was of always Bo. a big head. I he's think, just a well, big here, head. Okay. So so Jack Harkness got put in some kind of radiation chamber. He and had his a face got really big. He had a sex accident and he became a big hit. <laughs> I just I, I can't They were get doing over, sex I, experiments at Torchwood. <laughs> like I don't I I know that Torchwood is like more adult than Doctor Who, but I don't understand where we got it in our head that it is just a show where there's nothing okay. that it's just it's just a big sex. Don't put that on me. You say we. That was you. You were the one who's like, oh, it's sex Torchwood. It's sex Doctor. It's it's the sex house show where they just are only doing they're just all everyone's having sex all the time. It's all they ever do. Um, the doctor is there with, uh, the face of Bo, his old friend, his oldest and closest friend, and his last, his dying moments, and the, do- and, uh, and the doctor is kind of in disbelief that the face of Bo is dying, because the face of Bo is, like, billions of years old, and yes, it's just he, like, he does say now? billions of years, uh, but the face of Bo is like, no, it's time. I like this part where Haim is like, uh, you know, legend says the face of Bo will speak his final secret to a traveler. That's probably a prophecy about this moment. And the doctor's like, let's not, let's not talk about that. He's going to be fine, right? And the face He'll of Bo is like, up. no, dude. The I'm face of Bo is like, no, 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 get ready for my big secret. Uh, this, this had like, this, I know that it's not him because he wasn't there yet. This reeks of Moffat writing to me. Like, this is, this is what every fucking episode of Moffat is like. And he is here to tell you his final words, the <laughs> final riddle. The, tr- the, the uh, but the the face of Bo is like, we are the same doctor. We, I am the last of my kind, and you are the last of yours. But but you need to know something. You are not alone. And I do remember like there was another episode where Y A N A Yana was a thing, and this is like a this is a callback oh, to Yana's Christ. you are not alone. It's like <laughs> that's what Yana stands for. That sounds awful. There is some stuff like that in the in the like like Rusty Rusty uh I think he was a better showrunner than than uh Moffat. Uh but I do remember there was like a lot of those like code words yana bad oh yeah the the four knocks the, four knocks, the yeah. drums yeah we're gonna get a lot of that like with uh with Ma- with uh with rusty so just be ready for that but yeah this you is, are not alone uh this is a this is cool though because uh that martha hears this or what the doctor is like kind of in denial here yeah what he interprets this as is that this is just the face of Bo 
saying something nice as it dies. Yeah, that's what I like. I do like that in his, the, the, the wording of it is interpreted as such as he could be saying, like, you are not alone. You know, you have people who care about you. Um, but Martha's like, there's other, another time. The, the face there. of Bo, bro, he just, he just told you, you think that you're the last of your kind, but you're not. Is there and like the a dude like, with no, a, no, 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 no. Is there no a dude with like a, a funny mustache, twiddling his mustache while he flies around space in a big comedy pillar with a VHS tape collection? <laughs> uh, so afterwards they go back to pharmacy town. The doctor's got his coat back. Uh, which is just good to know that they. That oh, also, they Pharmacy Town. Pharmacy Town again. has closed down. They did. They, they did follow through on their promise to stop selling drugs and become good. Well, Christians. I think. I think the main issue is that they don't need to live in the Undercity anymore. They're gonna go peddle their their uh, their their patches. They're like, hey, I know that you like have sky and fresh air and and space to move around in, but have you ever thought about being angry? Uh, I hate this. I like. I like this part though. Uh, uh, this part is nice. They're like, I oh, like New this. New York is going to start fresh. Novice Haim is is now epic Haim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, President Haim, dictator. But then Lord. Martha's like, what did the face of Bo mean about you not being alone? Did, did it mean me as your companion? And he's like, ooh, sorry, I don't think that's what it meant. But it also doesn't matter. And she just like pulls up a chair and is like, I'm going to sit down and I'm not getting up to leave with you until you talk to me about what's going on here. See, this is this is to me like this is vaguely I don't know if this counts fully as a point of of companion agency, but I do appreciate when the companion says, "No, no, no, stop with your bullshit, doctor. I need you to explain some things to me or I'm not going to move." Absolutely. And I think that's good. Yes. Um and it's actually a really good scene that comes of it where we he he sits down and I actually don't know if this is the first time in the revival that the fate of the Time Lords is explained. I actually really don't know. Or if this is just the first it, time. Martha I got the vibe that it. this was the first time that they've addressed it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they, we, we hear yeah. The, the people of the city above are singing another gospel song. No, I they're singing down the same was, one. I this wrote down that one. it was the same one, but apparently it's not. No, it was. I, we, I just no, no, no. It's that. definitely not. It's definitely right, not. Believe right. me, I looked into it. It's All not. right. Uh, I'll see what it was called. One sec. The first one was called Old Rugged Cross. Uh, no, Lauren played it for me on Spotify, and oh, I was okay. like, oh, I thought it was the same song, but no, it's not. Um, huh. it was Abide With Me. Oh, okay, yeah. Both of these are, like, real, uh, gospel songs, by yes. the way. Um, and yeah, so, so we get this really nice scene where the doctor pulls up a, a stinky old plastic chair, uh, which is my favorite gospel song. Um, okay. and, right. uh, and he, he like, he, you know, he's like waxing poetic about, about, first of all, I mean, first he says that Gallifrey, you know, the Daleks and, and the Time Lords fought in the I last like before time he even war. says anything, he mm-hmm. just kind of like opens his mouth and just like stands there for a few seconds. Like he, he's like, am I really, can I really, can I really get this? Cause it, it, it's kind of like, it's very sort of in denial seemingly. Like yeah. he doesn't want to say it out loud because he doesn't want to acknowledge that it's true. This is something I think Moffat did a pretty good, or fuck, Rusty Davies did a good job with of like, when the doctor gets into his feelings about the horrors that he has witnessed, I think the, it's, it's always a good moment. Um, and I like this moment a lot about like, you know, he goes on these adventures 
and he does all this stupid, silly stuff because deep down he's by himself and he's very sad about it. And I, I mm-hmm. kind of like that, but I also do, don't like when he's like a big edge lord about it. So I right. think that they, they've, they've straddled the line finally where the, the, the like dark, lonely side of the doctor comes out every once in a while. And it's, it's good when it happens. And yeah. Uh, and he and says he also, like everything yeah. I said to you before about Gallifrey is true. Like I, the, the beautiful orange sky, the, the trees, the, the dome over the citadel, like it's all true. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to admit it. I just wanted to pretend that there were others. But no, I am the last Time Lord. The face of Bo was wrong. There's no other Time Lord out there who's they got all, a goatee the Daleks, and a pillar. Yeah, the the Daleks got him. Um, uh, I have to say something. Said, one thing, uh-huh. real quick. Uh, and I actually don't know about. I don't know uh, enough about William Hartnell Doctor Who. But I do know that the first companion ever was the Doctor's granddaughter. And it's been very confusing to me whether or not she's his, like, adoptive granddaughter. Like, she's been Well, traveling. we'll find out someday yeah, know, when we right? get the unearthly child. Like, is, did the doctor have kids and, and grandkids? Like, it's it's confusing to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, also so, possible that he did and they've been lost to, you know, lost to the ages. He just he just doesn't talk about them anymore. Yeah, yes. the BBC lost the footage. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, she asks what happened to the other Time Lords and he says there was there was... The last great time war, my people fought the Daleks for the sake of all creation, and they lost. Everyone lost. And now my family, my friends, and the beautiful orange sky of Gallifrey are all gone. But let's just say, I got the last laugh in the end. He looks at the camera and (laughs) does a little magic trick like Seventh Doctor. I like, though, he's he's like, the the beautiful orange sky is gone, and it'll never never exist again. I I wish you could have seen it. And then the camera pans up, and we see that the city above has a beautiful orange sky. That's nice. I thought that I was like really that. nice. I think this episode has a very nice, like the ending is a nice emotional, uh, like payoff to the beginning. I like seeing the Doctor be vulnerable instead of just being like completely stonewalling everyone who talks to him. That's shut up, that's shut up, like, shut up, shut up! I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. I'm thinking. Shut up. Uh, and next time, the Statue of Liberty, weird pig monsters, the Hooverville mystery deepens. I you mean creatures? Oh my god, the fucking the and then it ends with the Doctor going. They always survive, while I lose everything, and we see another fucking Dalek. You say another fucking Dalek, but the but early Doctor, only early post survival. These guys didn't show up that much. They showed up like once a season. No, okay, but. This is here's the thing. Okay. Oh, are you saying in the context of this last? No, 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 no. no, no. Here, here's the thing. Here's what I mean. I know the the one thing that we know. I mean, you know more than I do. But the one thing that I know about Ecclesodes is that there's an iconic episode that everyone there's loves, where the Doctor Dalek. meets a Dalek. Yeah. That's series one. Series two, the two part finale is about Daleks returning, and then they fight <laughs> you the can't Daleks. Stay away from them. This is series three, episode four, and there's another fucking Dalek. I will tell then, you. Then, wait, yeah, no, yeah, hold yeah, on, I'm not sorry, done yet. Sorry. Series five, episode two, The Beast Below, ends with a next time on Doctor Who, and there's a fucking Dalek in it. <laughs> they, they needed to show some goddamn restraint with these funny guys. Stop bringing back the Daleks. They will, this is the problem, right? It can't every time, keep having an impact. Every time they do something good, like... I know that you, I don't know if you've seen it, but I know that 
you know that the first episode with the Weeping Angels in it is like an all-time favorite among fans, and that it's a yes, really good. Yes, I've heard TV. that that episode is really good. And then they just keep bringing them back, and they it's just annoying. Keep bringing them back, stop, they, stop it. Like, okay, it's bring, so hard to have ideas, Jordan. I mean, I'm not going to say been doing that this I can for so with, long. I'm not going to say I need to complain. Fuck originals. us. What the fuck is wrong with okay, us? Okay, I have to say one thing because because seeing this, I do remember Daleks in Manhattan, which is the episode because of course that's what it's called. Um, this episode has maybe one of the most batshit, like, Dalek forms that I've ever seen, and it's really horrible, and I really hope that we get to watch it, because it's, oh, uh, it's memorable. I don't like the fucking, oh, Doctor, it's me, a flappagoyle. <laughs> that, was, that was annoying, I didn't like that. Anyway. Did you like the pigmen? The pigmen are cool, and as I said, I was looking through season, th- uh, series three, and, like, half of the episodes are, when I, I've told you that I remember, like, just a handful of them, and pretty much all of them come from this season. Including, I think, Blink is in this season, so, I don't know, season, Series 3 is apparently just where uh, all of the weird, crazy episodes uh, Yeah, happen. Blink is in this one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, I, 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 uh, you know, I think this episode had problems, I think I am a little nostalgia blind to it, but I still would say that this was the most fun I had watching Doctor Who, the premise is just so, like, it's so wild, but also so, like, sad, uh, I like the, the, uh, the ex, uh, exposition, very emotional conversation about the time war. That was pretty good. I like the scene with they where all they're all singing the gospel. That was really, uh, really good. Yes. Uh, I think a fun. lot of it didn't really one. make any sense. No. But, but it doesn't have to make sense if it's fun, I think. That's my thought on it. Well, I think I think for me, there's a difference. I, I mean, again, I, I like this episode a lot. I think for me, there's a difference between it doesn't make sense in it's like, oh, it's weird and a lot of it's just like sci-fi jargon. Okay, fine. The internal logic of it made no sense to me. And that that was a problem for me. It wasn't that big of a problem. But I will say, I, I don't think I can justify giving this above a B plus. But I did have a great time with it. I'm bumping it up to an A. A solid A, solid A. Wow. Uh, see, I think we have th- this You're going to be in trouble problem. whenever we get an actual good episode. We're going to need to like we're need, we're going to need to keep a running tally of these so I can like gauge my really hone in on my my ratings because I do have a, a concern that I have like mega recency bias on things and I'll be like <laughs> no 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 this I mean I I didn't like Planet of the Dead at all. Um, but it'll be like, this, every time I see an episode I like, I'll be like, no, this is my favorite one so Yeah, far. next week you're going to get uh, a mediocre episode and be like, well, hold on. hold on, hold on, let's find out what episode we're going Well, okay, yeah, let's just find out what episode we got. Okay, here we go. Please, Capaldi or this looks for the love of God. This looks recent-ish. Okay. Oh. I'm dying. Please. What are we well, watching? Jordan, Uh-oh. next week we're going to be watching Series 11, Episode 3, Rosa. No! <laughs> we got the time bomb number one, baby! Oh, no! <laughs> That's is, early! That, Come on! What is this, seven episodes in and we hit a time bomb? Oh my god. God damn. I can't believe no! I think I think it'll be our ninth episode if I remember correctly. Uh, this is never before have I experienced the hand of the monkey's paw curling up so in such a real tangible way. That sucks. Well I've got good news though. Yeah? Uh we got Graham, Yaz, and Ryan. Graham, Yaz, and Ryan are in Capaldi? Wait, no, it's no. This no, is Whitaker. Uh, I thought Capaldi would no, I think Capaldi has one of the other time bombs. Fuck. 
Well, I get, at least, wait, Graham, Ryan, and yes, no Dan the Man. Dan the Man no is Dan, not going to participate in... I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is going to be the first time that we encounter a group of companions for a second time. The same, like, configuration of companions. I think you're right. I think every single episode we've had different companions, which is pretty... It, not not counting, no. like, we've had Amy Pond, Amy Pond. We that did have count. Amy Pond twice, but we... Oh, well, yeah, because we had Amy, but then we had Amy and Rory. Rory, yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, first time bomb, huh? Great. I'm not looking forward to this one. I'll, I'll I tell am. you that. Well, <laughs> I need to see how the doctor... Get it out of the way. Rip the band-aid <laughs> off. The Let's just get this over with already. Let's record week, it now. I haven't even seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll just make up the plot. Next next episode is going to be the pro-life one. And then the one after that is going to be James Corden. <laughs> and then the next one's also going to be... I feel like we. I, I feel like I added another time bomb, but I don't remember what it was. So, whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh it's it's the one that Lauren was talking about. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst episode. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, well, well, well. <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this this uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you like our podcast, which you do, uh, first of all, I would love it if you would leave us a nice review wherever you review. listen to it. Recommend uh, this to a friend as well. You know, these things spread by word of mouth. If you know, spread to void. If you know a, if you uh, know a on Tumblr. If you know a Hoovian that won't get upset that we don't like Doctor and Rose shipping, uh, maybe they can enjoy our. our I, mean, I our haven't podcast. said that. You've said that. I say it, and I'm very, I hold very firm to it being bad. I've seen one episode with Rose in it since we started doing this podcast. So you seen I one don't episode know. with Rose and the Doctor. Would you like to? Would you like them to kiss right now? Not based on that episode, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we just know that she's about to die. <laughs> right. It's not. A, it's not a good time. <laughs> it's not a good time. She's got a lot going on. She's got a lot on her mind. She's busy. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, we are on patreon.com slash potting bros if you want to throw money at us. Um, one dollar a month gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as lightly coated in slime, and you get access to all of our bonus content, which we got a lot of bonus content. We got Secret Life bonus content, Kyle XY bonus content, but most importantly, we're watching classic Doctor Who. I have seen an episode with the fourth Doctor in it now. How did you I, like, well, I heard, I heard that the episode you watched, he was taking a nap for most of it. He was, he was in a self-induced coma for most of it, but he was there and his scarf was on. Well, you got to see, you got to see the scarf and, yes. and his hat, probably. $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as entirely covered in slime and you Just can send us a coded. message that we'll read in one of our funny voices and you get a shout out on the podcast, $10.00. Gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show made of slime, which lets you listen to the podcast live while we record it on Friday evenings, for the record, right now, unless something changes. So thank you to our $10 and $5 subscribers, Cassidy, Destryhawk, HK, Con, Pageant, Arnold, Dan, Big Challenge, Silva, JCH, Roy, Stephanie B, Stephanie, Karen, and Tasty Sea Sponge. Thank you all very much. And Jordan. Yep. We don't have a message this week. No. Fun. Oh, oh man. Oh well. Doctor. Is that our first droopy moment Ricky voice on the podcast? Yeah, I don't think that I think I kind of forgot about it for a little bit. <laughs> uh we're also kindly hosted on the noisepace.xyz podcast network with other podcasts that we love and listen to and enjoy, such as Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses. Island Shovel. Wow, cool robot. Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary. Oh, there's a Chainsaw Man podcast now. 
I think I've shouted it out three times on this podcast I, before. <laughs> so every week I say, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a Chainsaw Man podcast. And it's true every time. That's a very funny name, by the way. I like it. Oh, thank you. It's a good name, Sam. Yeah, I said um, it. Yeah. Um, who said it just now <laughs> if he said it then he came up with it we're on twitter at potting bros co-host at dr huh i'm on co-host at posy stress oh I'm we're also on, on tw- uh, tumblr at dr huh dr tumblr dr huh and you can find me on tumblr at punished breakfast because breakfast was taken uh and follow me and don't be i've learned recently about the porn bot epidemic that tumblr has and every time i get a new follower i go "Ooh, somebody liked my post and then i see that it's like oh they liked it so much they're jacking off yeah it's like <laughs> porn lady 99 and i'm like ah oh, geez on oh, man r.i.p anyways follow us on dr hod at tumblr.com yeah do it please please and give us unless you don't have a tumblr then don't I mean, don't do it don't bother follow us on co-host yeah i already said that yeah yeah Yep. Alright. Yep. Okay. Well I don't wanna do it. <laughs> I don't wanna you know, do it. We uh it was a very it was a very uh, sacred episode. We there was a prayer, gospel, faith, um uh, uh, a face of maybe you know, in honor of the passing of our dear friend the face of Bo, you could lead our lead us uh lead us and our listeners in a in a little prayer. May your face bow like a river. <laughs> May your face smell sweet as a bow. Bo. <laughs> May your nights be calm and still as of the face of Bo. May you be as lucky as a face in a game of Bojack Harkness. Horseman. In a game game of... uh, And may you always have a Jack Harkness up your sleeve. And may the doctor kneel next to your giant face (laughs) and kiss you on your unmoving lips. We did did forget to say the doctor gave him an open-mouth kiss, which I thought was very inappropriate. To well, do to your dead friend. He doesn't move his mouth. How was it going to be anything else? <laughs> bye, everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> Just moving on. Just ending it. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bo. Bye.